Well, physicists from around the world are descending upon Vancouver this week in order to solve or at least think about, share ideas on one of science's biggest mysteries. That's right. There's a quantum gravity conference in Vancouver this upcoming week. So does that mean we could have time machines in place soon? We're going to find out with our guest, Dr. Philip Stamp, co-founder of the Quantum Gravity Society. He's a professor in the UBC Department of Physics and Astronomy. Good morning, Mr. Stamp, how are you doing today? Uh, good morning. I'm fine, thanks. So let's start off with that term, quantum gravity. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's uh, a name for a theory that um, doesn't yet exist, in which um, the two fundamental theories that underlie all of science, which are quantum mechanics and gravity, are united into one theory. Uh, the problem is that the two theories, there's a deep incompatibility with them. Um, I mentioned that these theories underlie every all of science, and this is true. Uh, all of chemistry, for example, is an immediate consequence of quantum mechanics, and from then microbiology and our understanding of biological systems. And our our understanding of the universe comes from the other theory, general relativity, which describes gravity, curves, space, time, and so on. So that's what quantum gravity is. It's a name for something that we're looking for. Okay, we're looking for quantum gravity. And we keep hearing this term space-time. Can you tell us what that is and what that has to do with what the physicists will be talking about this week? Right, so until Einstein 100 years ago um, uh, basically changed our understanding of space and time, uh, everybody thought that they were separate. In fact, back in... Uh, 1687, Newton had uh, given his theory of, uh, of uh, mechanics, which was for centuries what underlay science. Um, and for him, space and time were two separate things, and they were absolute in the sense that, uh, that there was no, well, so the reason they called it the theory of relativity, because Einstein realized that you had to combine them. And that what we thought of as definite uh, positions and times were no longer, uh, 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 um, if you like, absolute. And he then further showed that, in fact, space-time itself was not uh, some you know, receptacle for all other events to occur. It was itself a dynamic object, which um, could twist and curve and so forth. Um, and later it was realized that this could actually lead to things like black holes and wormholes and so forth which would allow you to travel through time and all the rest of it. I'm trying to tell you something really quickly, which is very complicated. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Why is space-time such an attractive idea to us? Well, space-time has been with us for ever since 1915, uh, well, you know, the idea of curved space-time. Yes. The problem is that we have this other theory, quantum mechanics, which um, is incompatible with our understanding of curved space-time and so forth. Um, and these two theories have worked incredibly well for a very long time. In fact, they've worked like magic wands. The, the, the technological transformations of the 20th century are entirely due to our, our discovery of quantum mechanics in 1925. Um, the two theories uh, apply in different realms. What quantum mechanics is for small objects, uh, general relativity is for very large things, the universe, um, stars, and so forth. And uh, so they've never been confronted, confronted before. 
but it's coming to the point where in the next couple of years they will be confronted in laboratory experiments. And at this point, it's no longer possible to just pretend that there's this contradiction between them. We'll have to resolve it into a new theory, which will, in fact, describe everything from the universe down to the very smallest objects. That's the idea of quantum gravity. Wow. So, so far, are you saying that quantum mechanics can only get us so far? Well, the thing is that... Uh, many people believe that it should apply to everything in spite of the contradiction with general relativity. But it only shows uh, you know, effects for very small objects. Um, and wh when you get to very small objects, you get very strange predictions from quantum mechanics that, are, that, are, that are, uh, an electron or a molecule doesn't exist in one state at, at any time. It can exist in lots of different states at different times. It can be in different places simultaneously. And all of this is, you know, very strange, but it works at the microscopic scale. Problem is you can't imagine having a superposition of two different space times because then we call it a superposition when you have lots of them at once because then you would have a situation where um, you could be uh, causing a glass to fall on the floor by dropping it, or the glass on the floor could be causing you to drop it, or there could be no connection at all in these different, um, you know, different sequences of events that would happen if you could superpose uh, space, have you know, have different um, possible uh, evolutions of events uh, superposed happening altogether, and that's, if you like, in a very simple way, the contradiction. And it's never mattered until now when we're starting to be able to make larger and larger objects uh, show quantum properties. And so the expectation is that when you get to an object about the size of a small grain of sand, uh, something has to give. Either, either one or the other or even both series will fail. And then the question is what will happen? Wow. Um, and there are, people are doing getting in the next couple of years, people will be doing experiments at that level. Wow. Yeah. So we apparently we have been shown through quantum mechanics and curved space time that we can around a black hole that we should be able to travel to the past. Can we travel yeah. to the future then? Right. So people because we don't have a theory of quantum gravity, what people like Kip Thorne have done is they've uh, put quantum mechanics for microscopic. They've applied quantum mechanics for microscopic objects like molecules, say. Um, in the vicinity of a black hole, where you do get curved space-time, a very strong curved space-time, and where you can get wormholes that take you um, into the past or the future. And they've shown that it, that, that works in, if you do it that way. But if you ask Kipthorne, does that mean we'll have time machines? He'll say, but the problem is that we need a theory of quantum gravity, to be okay. sure. And, and, so yeah. that's, and that's what's happening this week. You guys are going to hash that out. Yeah. Then we're going to have to have you back on and tell us what you found. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> this has been so fascinating, though I admit I do not understand it fully. And I, and I think that's probably okay. Dr. Philip Stamp, thanks for being with us today. All right. Thank you very much.